Welcome to Drive Your Own Adventure with Benjamin Starr. With holiday parks and resorts across New South Wales and Queensland, find your dream destination with Ingenia Holidays. Well, here we are driving our own adventure and we're on the road again. Today we are at Your Mates Brewing Company. How are you? I'm good. What's your name, mate? Uh, my name's Kristen McGarry um, and I guess I'll explain what I do here. I'm the head brewer and um, one of the founding um, owners. Do you have to like drinking beer to be able to brew it? Yes, although uh, we drink a lot less than we did before we started the company, which is I think part of running a small business. But I like to say that we drink less, but we enjoy it a whole lot more. It's quite interesting. I remember a friend of mine started work at Arnott's and he said, when you start work there, you can eat as many biscuits as you want. And he said, after the first week, you'll never touch another one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, tasting is part of the job as, as head brewer. Uh, we run a really kind of strict quality control program um, and the most powerful tool we have um, is not the pH meter. It's not the dissolved oxygen meter. It's our, it's our palate. Now, when we're looking at pallets in Australia, this is all a, a relatively new trend, all this brewing. I mean, we do home brewing. There's a big market for home brewing. I imagine lots of explosions at home and experimentation with yeast. But what is the fascination with all this, this breakaway from the traditional beer companies into micro-industries? I think it's not just the brewing industry that we're seeing this in. I think we're seeing it across food, coffee beverage, all kinds of uh, businesses where people are really interested to see where the money's going. They're no longer kind of interested in sending their money off to a big conglomerate multinational that, you know, that money may be going to overseas shareholders. They want to know the people, they want to see the people and know that there's passion and love going into those products. So how important is for you running a company like this to be best friends with all the little micro industries that you need to make what you're making here? Oh, definitely. It's a community. And not only the industries that we are selling to and buying from, um, the other craft brewers here on the Sunshine Coast have built a craft beer scene here and a craft beer community here. We're all friends and we all catch up once a month and have a social um, at each other's breweries. And what we're doing is we're kind of educating people about the beauty of and the amazing quality of craft beer because we're still only a very, very small fraction of the entire beer market. Um, we're still only about 5%, and so we're fighting the good fight together. Now, looking around here, you've invested a lot of money in this uh, amazing setup. What, what's, what does it sort of cost to tool up to get the production that you're starting to get? Yeah, we were pretty naive going in. Uh, it's probably a good thing, though. Yeah, so it was just the two of us up until about nearly a year ago. Um, we brought on investment. We actually went on the Shark Tank last year, um, the first and I think only brewery to go on the Shark Tank. While we didn't get a deal with the Sharks, uh, we were able to get the um, exposure and uh, gather the investment that it took to open this place up. Roughly, it's cost us about a million bucks though to set this place up. That's a lot of money for a couple of guys who started this um, as a dream in our shed about four or five years ago. We started the company Contract Brewing though, so that was a, a low risk way for us to enter the market and work out if we really had anything that was of value at all or if it was just a, a kind of couple of mates kicking around an idea on a couch and having a few too many beers. 
what did you study to get into this? Did you go to university or what, did, what was your background? My background was a primary school teacher and Matt's background was a project manager. Um, he'd been working in construction for about a year. The basis of the whole project was the fact that we were no longer enjoying working for someone else and we wanted to get up in the morning and jump out of bed because we're going to work rather than groan and try and hit the snooze button another five or ten times. Younger generation coming into, say, a business like this working for you, is it easy to manage them or is it still a big skill set that you need to uh, have on board to be able to manage staff? Oh, definitely. It's something that we're still learning every day and I think we will be learning it every day for a long time. Um, As I said, 12 months ago, it was Matt, myself and one sales team member doing every single job in the business and you know that was moving almost a hundred thousand liters of beer a year we've only upped our um, production very uh, fractionally since investing in this place Um, but we now have a team of almost 10 full-time and another 15 to 20 casual staff members who work in the front of house here so yeah that shift from doing all the legwork ourselves into management is is one that we're kind of battling with every day but because we have done every single job in the business from cleaning lifting we're never asking anyone in the business to do something that we wouldn't do ourselves i'm interested to know you you went on shark tank that would have been interesting just going on tv that's another experience what's it like standing in front of people pitching an idea when you know they're worth so much money Uh, is it the money that you're after or is it the recognition Well, we always knew that going on Shark Tank wouldn't hurt uh, a bit of exposure on national TV, even if we didn't get anything from the Sharks. But there always was that concern that we would look like idiots up there on TV. I think, luckily, we knew the business back the front, and that's what the Sharks were kind of... That's They pull you down if you don't know your numbers, and we knew our numbers back the front. We've got new mates in Glenn and Steve who have offered us mentorship since since the program... But it was very, very nerve-wracking going in front of them. And we'd pitched to different investors before then, and it's... it's Because I imagine you'd feel like, well, shit, after you walked out. I mean, it's almost like you've bared your soul. This was a great idea on the couch. Now I'm telling people this is what I want to do. And then they're probably sitting there going, like, you're one of a thousand that are doing this. Yeah, you know, what's the thing that makes you special, I guess? Uh, And 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 it is a very um, crowded market, but... You know, we haven't slowed down since we started. Our constant problem has been that we haven't been able to make enough beer. What about, um, so you, you did the show, and then how did, how did you find an investor for your business? Uh, did they come to you? Was it, was it a lot more easier from the TV show? I think it must have been a bit easier from the TV show, but uh, we had a couple of people who were already interested before the show went to air, and we put everything on hold because we knew it was going to be the best chance we had. Those first couple of guys that jumped on board were the hardest because it really was just a, an idea when they jumped on. Although we'd been contract brewing for a while and had a like a pretty proven track record, it's still a big jump to to put the capital into the bricks and mortar, and then then there's that the risk just increases um, tenfold. It's amazing, isn't it? So, how many lines of beers do you make? Because I'm I'm intrigued. I never realised um, after doing all these interviews up north, there's so many variants. Beer isn't four X. That's what we think it is. Mm. Beer isn't uh, a two E's, but that's what we're we've been conditioned to learning over time with sponsorship and stuff like that so how many varieties do you make um so we have on tap at the brewery we have 
12 different beers on tap at any time. But our core range that we wholesale, um, which are all the, the beers that we put names to, so part of our branding, we like to personify our beers. We like to make them relatable. So we've got Larry, which is our flagship pale ale. You know, 95% of our volume is Larry. People will just can't get enough of him uh, but then we also have Maca, which is a mid-strength lager we have sally which is our ipa and um, we have donnie which is our smoky dark ale those are the guys that go out to all the different venues and then in the tap room we like to have a bit of fun an experiment you know we've got a mandarin saison at the moment we've got a, a kai coffee nitro stout which we brewed in collaboration with the uh coffee roasters that are across the road kai coffee so yeah collaborating on beers we're doing a beer with matt galinsky for an event that we've got coming up in november for it's a charity event for men's health so yeah we we like to have fun we're not afraid to put different flavors into the beer and see what happens so when you go to make beer looking at all these what they call them vats don't they when you look at all these big vats i mean how does it work i mean do you is it a science do you have to throw x amount of stuff in here and an x amount of stuff in there and then hope that it all works or is there a recipe partly science and and partly your creative juices um and what you decide to to go with but the reality is it's mostly cleaning and sanitation that's the most important part of a brewery any brewer will tell you it's 90 percent cleaning and then 10 percent brewing because yeast is a is a microbe it's a it's a bacteria and it's alive it's really easy to get infections and things like that if you're not using really clean brewing practices and that's amazing we drink it exactly yeah it's got to be clean People coming up up here for a holiday would go to all these various places. Noosa's not far away. Tell them where to find you on the map and a couple of things that they should do while they're up here visiting. Obviously, Rivershaw Resort up in Bly Bly, the Glamping Resort here have been one of our most loyal customers um, from day one and they've got our beers on tap there. It's a great experience. You can go down to Caloundra at Drift Bar or you can go up to Noosa in um, Moto and um, a few other places around there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Larry's all about the place. You, you won't miss him if you come here on the Sunshine Coast and you look for good beer. There you go. So if you feel like a beer on your way up the coast or down, pop into your mate's brewing. You'll meet an ex-teacher. He might even do some curriculum development for you. <laughs> Thanks very much for your time. No problem, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Drive Your Own Adventure with Ingenia Holidays. With holiday parks and resorts across New South Wales and Queensland, Ingenia Holidays offers the ideal place for an extended break, weekend getaway or short stopover. Find your dream destination with Ingenia Holidays at www.ingeniaholidays.com.au.